The first of my posts was called A Dazzling Universe. Many years ago, I wrote a post for my education blog about Shane. Now that we've finished the novel, I thought I'd share it with you. I love the novel Shane by Jack Schaefer. That it has not made it among the canon of literary works for junior high and high school students is a travesty. Its charming story of a boy's worship for his hero, its moving depiction of a steadfast friendship, its portrayal of men of unsullied, resolute, strong-willed character, make it a literary masterpiece ideal for young men and women. Shane tells the story of a mysterious cowboy who rides into a town torn by conflict between cattle ranchers and homesteaders, battling for the survival of their way of life. Though clearly trying to escape his violent past, Shane defies cattle baron Fletcher and his band of gunslingers when they threaten the homesteading starettes, to whom he has become guardian, hero, and friend. One of my favorite things about this novel is that between its covers, Schaefer creates a universe that is distinctly, dazzlingly clear. Everything is meaningful, and that meaning is conveyed with economy, precision, and unpretentious beauty. I am currently, well, I was currently, when I wrote this, teaching this novel to the 8th graders at Van Damme Academy. This week, we did a fun exercise meant to emphasize this very point, that Shane is a finely crafted work of art in which every line is purposeful. I asked the students to do the following. Close your eyes and point at random to a line from the first chapter. Then examine whether that line is important to establishing something fundamental to the novel's plot, characterization, or overall meaning. The first of the randomly selected lines was, quote, But his voice was gentle, and he spoke like a man schooled in patience. Unquote. This was easy. Shane's gentleness is central to the puzzling nature of his character. He is introduced to us as a man of seeming contradiction, ever alert and tense, yet with a simultaneous relaxed easiness. Dangerous, yet the safest man the Starrets ever had in their house. Cold and terrifying, yet mannered and gentle. The next line selected was, quote, He shook his hands dry and used the handkerchief to remove the last drops from his face, unquote. This line, and those surrounding it, established the strangely proud, mannered, and dignified demeanor of this rough-and-ready cowboy. Though riding the hot and dusty range, he maintains a polished appearance, wearing clothes of fine materials, wiping the dust from his boots, scrubbing the dirt from his hands and face, and even taking care to remove the last drops of water. I wanted to present the students with a point of contrast— so I sent one of them to retrieve from my office the book Shopaholic Takes Manhattan. <laughs> to explain what this was doing in my office would take us too far off the point. Though we had not read the novel, we thought we'd see if we could tell whether a line chosen at random was critical to the novel as a whole, as it was in Shane. The line I selected elicited a giggle, because it read, quote, As I watch her come in, I am slightly transfixed, unquote. We agreed that not only did that line appear to be fairly empty and unlikely to possess the economy and necessity of Schaefer's, 
it was comically oxymoronic, since to be slightly transfixed means to be slightly motionless with horror. To use the familiar comparison, this is similar to saying someone is slightly pregnant. The goal of this exercise was to heighten the students' enjoyment of this novel. I hope it will help them to soak in every line, to take pleasure in the exactness and the eloquence of Schaefer's language, and to enjoy their time in a world so purposeful, lucid, and brightly lit. They will have many such experiences in the course of their education at Van Damme Academy, which will have the effect of giving them a light of their own to shine on their lives and on the world around them. The last of my posts was called A Final Thought. I think I've said most of what I have to say about this beautiful novel. I have just one final thought. There has, understandably, been a lot of discussion in the Facebook group about whether or not Shane has survived. Persuasive arguments have been made that he is likely dead. The serious abdominal wound he suffered, the description of his eyes like a candle guttering toward darkness, the stab of pain he feels when he bends toward Bob, and the way he rides off into the shadows. But the answer of whether he lives or dies is left ambiguous. Nothing tells us conclusively. And I always like to reassert the refrain, if it didn't happen in the novel, it didn't happen. So, is Shane dead? We simply don't know. The ambiguity of this aspect of the ending seems to have disappointed some readers. I'd like to try to talk you out of that disappointment. Note, too, that just as we are uncertain about Shane's future, we also never learn the details of his past. Everything about his life before his time on the Starrett farm is elusive. That might also have felt a little disappointing. But upon reflection, I think that for Schaefer's purposes, that is precisely how it had to be. First, this isn't, despite the title, a novel about Shane, but about Shane's impact on the Starrettes. This is a recollection told from Bob's perspective about this man who rode into and out of their lives, leaving an indelible impact. Second, having him ride out of nowhere and then away into the fog contributes to that larger-than-life, godlike stature that he has held throughout the book. He is a phantom figure, an almost disembodied spirit of heroism, and strangely, that is why, though he leaves, he always remains. But I do understand the disappointment, because we feel like Bob in the iconic moment of the movie version. Shane. Come back, Shane. <laughs>